Welcome everyone, you are tuning in to Engaging Walk. My name is Drake, and today I'm by myself because my wife is really not feeling well, and she's pregnant, so I guess that comes with the territory. Especially with, um, you know, the winter and all that kind of stuff, but she's here, she's with me, she's in good health, she's just not feeling her best, so instead of letting you guys go a whole week without a new Engaging Walk episode... We decided that I could just do one and do a different topic than the one that we were going to be doing. So today I'm going to talk about fatherhood and the role that men can play and do play in the family. So on Friday, we'll air the episode that we were going to air yesterday, but um, yeah, that will be coming out on Friday. So let's stay tuned for that. So today's topic is going to be fathers, fatherhood, and the role that men play in the family. And as you might expect, it's a really, really important role. Um, Before we get into that, I want to thank everybody. We have a lot of new listeners, a lot of people that are just tuning in for the first time. We got some folks from the Midwest, um, some folks from like the, you know, just the absolute like breadbasket of America. So... Thank you guys for tuning in. We got some folks from Europe tuning in. We got some folks from the East Coast, some new people from the East Coast on here, the East Coast of the United States, and even some new West Coast folks. So we're really, really happy to have you guys joining us and continuing this this uh, really important topic. I think that the last few weeks have really been a really interesting time for our family, not just because of what's been going on with the pregnancy and the, all the joy that's surrounding that, but there's been a lot of people that have been coming up to me, um, but in particular at work and, you know, asking for, you know, just even just like a person to talk to about marital problems that they're having. So um, considering that and considering that I am doing this episode by myself today, uh, I thought that this would be a really important topic to cover because fatherhood is something that is so, so very important for for everyone uh, to have that male influence in their life, the, a very positive male role model for, for men and, you know, for young women and for young men and boys and girls growing up. And I think, you know, for me, I didn't really have that because my my parents split when I was young. And I sought that out, luckily, through other other people that were in my life. I had uncles, you know, uh, my grandfather, really positive role models. And that's been something that's on, that idea has been on my mind lately with, you know, our daughter uh, being due very soon. So that's something that is so very, very important. And especially when we look at today's world where the role of men and I think the role of women is so 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 much in flux. So much of it is absolutely in flux right now where the role of the of the the role that men and women play in the family playing and this isn't just going to be like a your stereotypical you know, traditional, always your traditional um, roles all the time. But it is important, nevertheless, to have a sense of belonging and a sense of commitment to the family. And men and women express that differently. 
especially when children children get involved and our children are involved in the family. So let's uh, let's dive into that um, topic a little bit today and and think about think about yourself. Think about the the positive male role models and positive male figures, whether they be your father, grandfather, uncles, coach. You know, in a lot of ways, um, also from a religious aspect, we can always look to the Lord for a person that is like the ultimate father, the father of everything, the father of creation, the father of all of us, and the role and the and the guidance that the father gives to us. Because the father doesn't lead us astray. God doesn't leave a, lead us astray, especially from a perspective of the parent because he is the parent, the, the, the progenitor of everything. So, of course, the parent always wants what's best for the child. It just manifests, when we, when we get down to the human level, that manifests itself in different ways. So there's all sorts of obstacles, there's all sorts of ego and mental blocks and things that we can't let go of in our own personal life that can get in the way. So we want to talk about that. We want to talk about what sorts of things have happened in our... Because a lot of the times what we have to also do, and something that my wife and I talk about a lot, is breaking is breaking down our own childhood, our own upbringing, and taking from that what we want uh, and that we think is beneficial and having those conversations and stripping away the things that we think is, hey, that's not going to be helpful. And I remember this came up when we were having a discussion with uh, another couple and their child kept like intervening and being like, now mind you, this child was not at all interested in what her, um, his or her mother was talking about until the mother was starting to talk to my wife. And at that point, the child started to really get into the conversation and butting in and you know, trying to take the conversation and interrupting and moving the focus away from what the mother and my wife were talking about. And it took me back to my childhood childhood because children weren't allowed to do that when I was growing up. If the adults were talking, the adults were talking. And of course, children would want to get into the conversation and would try. Like I would try it all the time. My brother would try it. But either my mom or my dad or grandparents, or aunts, uncles, whoever would shut that down and be like, hey, the grown-ups are talking, go do kid stuff, go play, and go do other things, you know, get away. <laughs> you know, sometimes they would be nice about it, sometimes they wouldn't be nice about it. So when we got back home, I talked to my wife, and I was like, hey, you know, I didn't really ever realize, like, how annoying that can be, and and it was you know, it's glaringly obvious, glaringly obvious when you're an adult, like, hey, that child was really only doing that to just get attention. They didn't really have an interest in the conversation. Well, maybe they did, but the interest was more pri- primarily on, you know, getting the attention from their parent. And my wife was like, yeah, you know, that's something that, you know, we're going to have to take take note of when we, you know, when our child is that age that we want to teach them manners that they don't interrupt adults, that they, you know, wait their turn and all that. 
But if they do have questions and they do have things that, that are relevant to the conversation that they can either write down or take note of their ideas or their questions and then wait for an appropriate time to come in to ask those questions and to get clarity on, you know, topics that we were talking about. And I really appreciated her for that because she, we came to an agreement and for, you know, and foreshadowing and, you know, forecasting like what we would do in that scenario. And especially with a little one on the way, it's like these scenarios just like keep popping up in my mind. And we've been having these conversations more and more. And it's been making me think a lot about fatherhood and the role that parent, the, the role that the dad plays in the relationship in the, in the family in the family dynamic. Now this goes from like the husband and wife, because of course that is a family unit, but this expands and becomes more dynamic once children become, come into, into the, you know, into the family. And this, this plays a part even from like the pregnancy onward. What role does the, was, what, what role does dad play? in the pregnancy. Well, the woman, you know, has such a immense burden that is so glaringly obvious to the husband that, Hey, my wife has a person growing inside of her. I don't know what that's like. I will never know what that's like, but I still have a role. And my role is to make sure that both of them are taken care of, that both of them are, are secure, that they're both comfortable, that, that, that my wife is carrying this, this, this little person and her body is like this kitchen <laughs> that is cooking, constantly cooking and and it just becomes so real once the baby starts moving and the baby's kicking. And, but even during, you know, and then there's so much research that you have to do. And I just, a lot of the times I just wonder like, how did our parents do it? <laughs> how did our grandparents do it? I mean, everything at that point was just like tribal knowledge. If they could get their hands on a good book, like that was pretty much it. But everything was tribal knowledge. And, and just books that they could read. And how do they know if the information that they were getting was reliable? I mean, now we have so many different sources that we can go to and you can sort of get a, a collective idea of like, hey, this is the right way to do things or this is the right you know, answer to, to this question that we have about you know, pregnancy and then upbringing and all these, and, you know, and parenting and fatherhood and motherhood and all these things. So again, what role does the father play in all that? Because the mother has such an immense role during this, like the pregnancy stage, and and you know, and afterwards, once the the baby is born of of breastfeeding, and there's the, the the demands go up, they don't go down, and the demands keep going up, and it reminds me a lot about actually like this. I, I wish I could pull it up. Uh, I'm just going to go off of memory. But there's a there's a quote in the Bible where Jesus, I'm going to be paraphrasing because again I'm going from memory where Jesus says something to the effect of, "In order to follow me, you have to pick up your cross." And the cross, of course, symbolizes death. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, but what I'm trying to get to is that 
there's a the 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 death of the of, of is the the death is not to be taken lightly that there's so many things that you as your individual self want to do and god comes into the picture and says hey those things aren't important those are those are things that you want to do they're not things that i want you to do so pick up your cross and follow follow what i want you to do and whether you're Christian or you're not, there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in forsaking those little pleasures, those fleeting moments, and giving yourself into something that is more grounded, something that is more substantial, and something that requires sacrifice. Because ultimately, that's what that's ta- what that's what that's talking about is going towards an area of sacrifice and putting aside the things that are just your fleeting uh, almost like affinities is be a good word for it where you know and it also reminds me of this quote from John Lennon where he said time that you enjoy wasting isn't wasted time and when I was younger, I always thought like there was a lot of wisdom to that. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's, but now I kind of think of it more as just an excuse to being lazy. And, and that sort of fits, I mean, although John Lennon was such a prolific songwriter, I'm not accusing him of being lazy, but certainly that mindset is, as a, the older I get, the more I I think about it is there's actually a lot of guilt associated with with time that you waste and you know that you wasted it. But as the demands of fatherhood and being a good husband, all of these demands show up, you have to show up and you have to show up in a way that, especially as a man, that requires you to put aside things that you want to do for things that you have to do. And that's and that's just life. But what I'm trying to stress is that this becomes so much greater with the extra responsibilities. And I think that in modern society, the way that, especially in the West, is for a generation or so, these instincts have been demonized. And men have been de. de- de-incentivized in pursuing the these loftier ideas and these uh, the this mission of providing and taking care of a family and fulfilling that role under what they call a lot of times of toxic masculinity and Although I can see how in certain instances it could, you know, become that, you know, especially so like being so overbearing, but nevertheless, there's still quite a bit of intention that is required, intention that is required in order to, to raise and to be part of a healthy family. It's constant intention. And to belittle that and to incentivize men to just or you know to provide that incentivization to just 
not be part of the family and to not desire that and to not build on their careers and their dreams and bring their family into the fold of their dreams and their career and their desires. And that's where all those things meet together and create such a, a profound existence and such a profound impact on, on your family. You know, I think, you know, and that's, I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking from total experience because I've only been married for about a year now. And, So many of these things are still new, but like I said, I've been processing them and sort of seeing like where this road goes. And especially when all of this is so new and having few role models, especially, uh, you know, with the in the case of like with myself where like my, my, my father wasn't really in the picture, but there's so many, like I was just saying, there's so many examples and like the example that you can point to that can really, really help. And there was a book that I was reading lately called, um, I think it was like called the key to the man's heart or, or, or wild, wild at heart. I don't remember the author, but he's, he wrote, he wrote a really great book. And he really gets into the heart of the man. And he he talks quite a bit about that concept of the death of your of yourself, of your of yourself, like your selfish self, and pursuing a the self that that God has in mind for you. Really, really important topic. Um, I highly recommend reading the book. And getting a greater understanding, the one that I can provide. But that's from my point of view of what he was talking about. But another topic that he really gets into, I think, is uniquely positioned for men to understand is this idea of going out into the wilderness and going out into the wild and and feeling like a man. Feeling like a self-sufficient man that can stand on his own two feet. And he talks about that quite a bit in the sense that once a man understands that he knows he has such confidence and such assurance as to who this who he is in the world and that he can stand on his own two feet, it is really only then that he is really fully able to bring a woman into his life and to take care of her, you know, and, and love her. And I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I think, you know, that obviously there's so many things that the husband and the wife work through together and grow together. So you're never going to be this, you know, complete sculpture. And then the, the your wife just <laughs> attaches to your hip after that. I don't think that's realistic either. But there is a lot of truth to it that you at least have to know who you are. And you have to know your worth and you have to know at least that you can stand on your own two feet if you needed to. And, you know, my wife and I were talking a lot about this, this idea of how important it is to leave your hometown. And I think for me, like that didn't really sink in that I could go anywhere in the world and survive and, 
and thrive in certain, in, you know, in a lot of environments that didn't really become a reality until, or, or, you know, in my mind, at least until I had moved out of my hometown and set up roots for myself because one, you're forced to, but two, you really actually find out what you're good at and what your strengths are and who you were called to be. And the other thing is, is that you, I'll get into explaining that a little bit more, but the third thing is that you, you start to develop such a, a unique independence from that, from that experience. It's a, it's such a unique independence. And then the other thing is, is, when you're at home with all these people that are around you and then that are family, you know, one, like their vision of who you were can stifle who you can become. They don't really mean to do it, but that, that is what in fact happens. But more importantly, the people that are around you, all, all of those surroundings are normal. And once you move out and you go out on your own, you realize like, oh, that was normal there with those people, but it's not normal everywhere. And these are the things that I'm really, really good at. So again, how does this all pertain to fatherhood? Well, going through all these life experiences, going through all of these trials and tribulations that God puts in front of us so that we can know who we are as men is really, really important to our identity. And um, that is what the fam- your family, your wife, and then your children are going to really come to rely upon is all of these levels of effectiveness that you have to display and you have to come to, to terms with. You know, because you're going to, just like your wife, you know, your wife is going to have a certain role and things that she's going to contribute to the family. And you as the husband are going to be doing the same. You're not just going to be along for the ride. It's, that's just basic teamwork. And that is what the family is. It's basic but profound teamwork. So I think I'll leave it at that. That's uh, That's really all I have to say about the topic, but... We also, I also want to thank you guys so much for the love and support that we've had on the um, Yosemite and Sequoia trips that we did. Our trip, the, the, uh, the California road trip, was really, really successful. It took a long time, I would say like about two months for me to make that video, um, doing all the editing. I even wrote some new songs for the video. And um, really thank you guys for all the people that have watched. And if you haven't seen it yet, uh, go check it out on YouTube. You can type in uh, Engaging Walk. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's growing, and we're really, really happy for all the growth that we've been blessed to, so blessed to be experiencing right now. And so we'll be coming out with a new episode on Friday. Let's take a look out for that. And uh, that one's going to be about the holiday season. And hopefully we can get ruby to talk about her perspective on on motherhood and all that when she's feeling up to it 
Um, but yeah, t- stay tuned for that. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Engaging Walk. Um, give us a like, a follow, subscribe, all that. We can also You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you type in Engaging Walk or Engaging Walk Podcast, we should be pretty easy to find. And um, if you ever need help with links or if you please share us with your friends and family. Uh, you can always find more information at www.engagingwalk.com. All right. So with that, I am Drake and my wife Ruby is over here. She, she loves you guys too. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. With that, we are Drake and Ruby for Engaging Walk and we are signing out. Bye-bye.